What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. Austin, I don't know what you were about to say, but do not talk when we're about to start counting down. Like that just this rude. I didn't even count down, honestly. Never knew. He knew it was about to happen and he started talking. And that's now. when we're about <laughs> to start recording, you don't talk. That's that's how you get canceled, bro. Yeah, that is true. Um, so welcome back. If you followed last week's episode, which you probably just don't even go listen to that one. Just, <laughs> it's the the audio was terrible. Uh, oh yeah, that was awful. You you know what? If you skip any episode of No Reserves Radio, you can skip that one completely. No reason. But if you tuned into it, you know that last week we ranked the top ten centers in the NBA last season. We're moving on to the next position on our list, which will be the power forward, which is going to be an interesting one, I think. I think we're going to have the same players, but they're going to be in a lot of different orders. And this was a more interesting position than I thought it was going to be. For sure. Just based on, like, external factors, injuries, that sort of thing. Because the power forward, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but it was a very injured position this season. Like, as I was researching for this, it was like everyone missed a significant amount of time, and it kind of hindered performance but before we get into basketball as we like to do here on the show we're gonna do the question of the week to get kind of the brain juices flowing and this week i wanted to do one a little simpler because some of our recent questions like there's been a lot of silence i don't know if you guys have noticed that but yeah yeah for sure so i'm just gonna ask a really simple simple question what is your favorite candy snickers no debate Snickers, no debate. No I debate. have a debate. I have a debate. It's anything gummy. I I am a. I am okay. A, when it comes okay. to gummy. Candy. Okay, I got I got a story about this because I also love gummies too. I, I I gotta be honest. So the one of the ice cream places I that is near my place, and actually one of the reasons we bought this place is the exact same different distance from one ice cream parlor to the to the next. So we literally go the same distance, whichever one we go to. Anyway, they sell what is what they what they claim is a gummy bears flurry. This is just vanilla ice cream and a bunch of gummy bears dumped in and mixed together. That's that's the gummy bears flurry. That is, that is high quality. <laughs> that is high quality. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Am I allowed uh, to talk Austin, now? Yeah, Austin, Austin, jump in. We. Yeah, yeah, I'm allowed to talk. Yay. Um, when I was younger, it would have to have been like the Hershey's a simple chocolate bar. Gross. But yeah, Disgusting. I'm definitely. But I've gone to Reese's now. Hershey, okay, Hershey's almonds. I could, I could understand. Okay. I could no, not so not here's right. The here's the thing. I the like the Hershey. There's nothing wrong with the Hershey's chocolate bar, right? It's just. <sighs> It, it's, it's just so a chocolate plain. bar. There, there's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing special about it. It's yeah. just a block of chocolate. Like when I was younger, like I would, we would get it like at like the gas station when we're leaving, whatever. I would have eaten the entire thing by the time we pulled out of the parking spot. I mean, like when when I'm like working or even like after the gym or something, if I need just a quick hit of energy, like just calories in really quickly, a Hershey's bar is it, it hits the spot like. You, you can destroy that thing in just a couple seconds, but yep. 
in terms of like favorite, I I can't imagine having that even on my like top ten. It got oh, to the man. point we went to like an Amish market. I don't know if y'all have ever been to those, but they had a pound chocolate bar that I had bought and eaten. That might be on on par with calling bread your favorite food, right there. <laughs> <New Shepherd. laughs> um. So there's not really a lot of basketball news this week. I actually only have one thing to talk about, and it's only because it pertains to my favorite team. Did y'all see, like, everyone under the sun is currently reporting that the Pacers are in on trading for Siakam, who we'll talk about later on Siakam, but... Unless you forgot him, too. I I did not. (laughs) I did not. Thank you, Angelo. Um... Depending on the value, as a Pacers fan, I think that's a great trade. Because like, I don't think it would be a stretch to say Tyrese Halliburton has the potential to be an all-NBA player this season, right? First mm-hmm. team, probably not. Second team, stretch. Third team, I think he could get there. So if you were to add another all-NBA caliber talent, and then you hope like Benedict Matherin takes that next jump, and somehow Turner's not involved in the trade, and... There's a um, there's a building block here for an actually competitive team, maybe not a contender, but someone that's you know not gonna miss the playoffs again. So as a Pacers fan, I would love it. I don't know how realistic it is because the pieces that the Raptors would want, the Pacers aren't gonna give up for a one year rental of Siakam. But that's all the news there was this week, unless you guys have anything because I don't. Yeah, I mean, oh, you do. Go ahead, yeah. Angela. If I'm not mistaken, LeBron announced he was playing this year. I mean, that's not surprising to me. Yeah. I think he said he'd hang it up when he can't give it his all anymore, and that's not the case. Yep. Yeah. Let's go. Another um, year of LeBron. I, instead of just asking while we're recording, Austin just hit the group chat up. Are we going to talk about Summer League? And yes, we will talk about <laughs> Summer League. And I'm... I'm all in. Let's talk about Summer League. What do you want to talk about? So I think there's two storylines that I want to talk about. Oh, no. For those of you that know the podcast, you know what one of them is. (laughs) First, I'm giving credit to a kid who has taken a step. And Jabari Smith, have you seen him this Summer League? I have not caught many of the Rockets games. so That is no. not what I thought he was going to say. No, you know what, what did you think I was going to say? No, we know. <laughs> Just let him get through this story. This is his feel-good, uplifting story so he can distract us from the fact that he's definitely going to talk about uh, Wemby's first game. But go ahead. Let's, let's talk about Jabari Smith because I agree. I haven't watched any of the games, but I have box score watched, which is what Angelo does for all the games, just an FYI. Not all the games, but... Um, I mean, yeah. I don't have his exact numbers right now because I wasn't expecting to talk about Summer League right yeah, now. I, I, I figured it was just a given that we would bring it up. Okay, well, we didn't. To highlight that? Oh, I can't see his stats. Why Anyways, he... Jabari Smith's been playing out of his mind. Uh-huh. Uh, there's been a lot of players that have really just balled out this Summer League. That it, It's all like the second-year players that definitely All except one. Shouldn't... Oh, I'm talking about second year players, third year players that are like Jaden Ivey. Like that's an NBA starter. He should not be playing in the summer league. I don't care that he dropped 43 on a bunch of guys that just came out of college. I'm sorry. 
Um, I agree. I, I just I try not to put too much stock in summer league. No, no, no. You absolutely shouldn't. Um, there are like you do see flashes of certain things and like poise from certain players. Like sure. I do think that Lively of the Mavericks has looked solid. He, like if you oh, sure. the box score, it it hasn't been that great, but he he looks positional. Um, Scoots looked pretty good. Brandon Miller's been hitting up it. and down. Yeah, um, sure. Jarris Walker for the Pacers. He looks like the player that we expected him to be. He's a three and D player. Um, even Wimby, and let's go ahead and talk about Wimby because Austin right. is probably chomping at the bit to talk about that first game. So first game. The first game was, I believe, it was the fifth. I think it was the yes. Fifth. Let me pull that up. That sounds right. Yeah. So. That was his, no, that was not his first game. His first game was the seventh. No, it was the seventh. That was opening day. No, that was Yes. I, no, because there were summer league games before that. Anyway. Those were like the exhibition games. Yeah, it still counts. That was so, the first time he played. So go ahead and talk um, me through Wemby's stat line and I'll tell you on. why. It Let me get the box time. score. I already have it pulled up. You're supposed to be the guy that pulls up the stats. Backs. Yeah, well. Like, so, Wemby, 27 minutes, 2 for 13, 1 from 6 from the 3, but he shoots, you know, elite for his position. No, for four, his four side. For position. his size, right. thank you. You're right, you're right. 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 5 blocks, but, I mean, you're you're 7-5 with an 8-1 wingspan. What do you expect to be doing? And nine points. Whoa. It was just so lackluster for first overall. But you're also forgetting not only was oh, he really? the first overall, this was his first overall game against NBA rules, right? And, you know, there's a lot of pressure that comes with being the first overall pick. Like, think about the fact that this man has been followed for at least the last year, but longer than that. But in terms of, like, in the spotlight, it's been about a year. Yeah, and you're but he just, me, I caught some of the game. He just did not, he looked lost. He looked lost, I'll say it. But are are we really? going to talk about the rest of his summer league? His one other game before the Spurs put him down to make sure that they didn't get another bad game out of him? When, but, oh. Or they put him down so they didn't get another good game out of him? He he. If he plays two games and one is good and one is bad, and he's touted as a generational prospect, and this that we saw in the second game, that's who we've seen his entire Euro career. So if this is who we've seen the entire time, Austin, why do you think this isn't what we're going to get more? Why do you think it's going to be the outlier game? Hold on. Let me find the other game. And nine for 14 from the field, two for four from three point five, or seven for 12 from the free throw line. 12 rebounds, one steal, three blocks, three turnovers, one foul. He had three blocks and one foul in 20 Because he has an eight-foot wingspan. After you you guys are done duking it out, I have a little side tangent about He could coordinate contest and actually touch the ball. Right. But (laughs) why would you think, like, even if he doesn't score, just on the fact that he's going to go get you three blocks a game, which would lead the NBA in blocks, that's enough. But we know he's not just going to do that. No, I don't think that's enough for a first overall. 
I don't know how much more you want from. The if guy. you're only contributing three blocks, that's not. Yeah, but impressive, we know he's though. not going to contribute only three blocks. He's going to get rebounds. Just do we? How big he is? We because he had a good game and a bad game. He had a bad first <laughs> summer league game. Do you hold on, Angelo? Go on your point. I got to look something up. You uh, no, this is going to be for after you guys are done duking it out. But Austin, what? So what this this kind of pertains to my overall point, but kind of doesn't. What does Wemby have to do to impress you? To impress me. To impress you, yes. What does what does this probably like eighteen year old dude to twenty one year old dude have to do to impress you? Win an MVP. Win MVP. That's the bar. Not saying in his first year. I mean, Run said he's going to make it to the NBA Finals, not this season, not next but season, next. but the season after that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I fully believe you, it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, did, you, did you find what you're looking for, Run? I think so. Okay. Can we continue to? All right, hold on, hold on. I gotta go. Okay. I gotta scroll through real quick because I'm looking for one that's relevant. Would you consider? Would I consider? Uh, would you consider David West a decent NBA player? Sure. He had a terrible summer league. Uh, this goes back to my overall point of we really shouldn't be looking at Wemby summer league performances through a microscope <laughs> no absolutely not i'm just saying like the the narrative like, like that, this is getting kind of ridiculous guys the, the narrative <laughs> that austin's trying to spin that he was shut down so he didn't have another bad game one it doesn't matter because like we have future all-stars who have had terrible games we have future all nba players that have had terrible games in the summer i think league. it kind of matters and but not because of had... the reason you guys are saying i think the more likely reason they shut Wemby down is because they don't want to risk his health, especially at his right. size. Like you don't waste it on an exhibition game, but Brandon Ingram had a terrible summer league. Jalen Brown had a terrible summer league. That's irrelevant. But the fact is, if we're going to judge them off summer league, because if we're going to judge a bad game in summer league, right. And not, not only Austin, but other people are doing it. Like we are already seeing like, like Facebook reels that are like times that you turn the ball over or whatever, because if you're the best player or get that tag of being a generational prospect, you're going to get that. Right. Sure. But if we're going to look at that bad game, why are we not also looking at the happens to LeBron all the time? That's the Oh, he dropped 50, but then he had a turnover and a crew. Like, Oh boy. If you're going to look at one side, you have to look at the other and you cannot say that the outlier is the norm. If he's been doing that, if he's been having games like that consistently whenever he plays basketball, sure, you have a point. But are you really going to tell me the competition in the summer oh. league is that much better than the competition he's been playing against already? Oh, here's here's my problem with that, overall problem with that, is that, once again, we haven't seen this man play an NBA game. So I would like to reserve judgment until he actually <laughs> plays an NBA game with NBA regulations against NBA players actually trying. Please. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, if we're going to talk about his bad game, we have to talk about the good game. And we cannot pretend that one weighs more than the other because he hasn't stepped foot 
in an NBA regular season game. You are absolutely right. Yeah, I but get that. And that based on the summer league, this is what he is. No, that that's no. no, no I no. mean, but I get it. But you just did that with Jalen Brown had a terrible summer league. He's no. good now. That doesn't mean terrible summer league equals good player. No, I'm saying that it's irrelevant that he had a bad game. It's irrelevant that Jalen Brown had a bad summer league. It's irrelevant that Brandon Ingram had a bad summer league. It's irrelevant. Say what you will now. Okay, so when I say so this, is it is it irrelevant if Wemby completely balled out in the first two games? No, I think that would just be what we expect of him. But why is that? But if we're... That's... That's a double standard. You can't no. say if they're bad, it's no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, but if it's good, it's like, oh my God, he's what we've homie, ever wanted. Homie, homie. Kobe's Kobe had games mm. where he shot terribly. And stop, played pulling, terribly. stop pulling they're the great to the greats or the really good players. Josh Hart had averaged 24.2, five and a half and one and a half steals in the summer league. Right. Josh Hart. Remember yeah. the summer of Kevin Knox? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, we cannot say that because he, like, you are literally, you're the one that brought up his bad performance as if he had a bad performance because he's a bust. That's what you're trying to say. That's the Austin agenda. Well, obviously, we know that my takes is he a bust. He's a bust. <laughs> I'm not saying one summer league equals, you know, he is a bust for sure. But I'm he, just saying he, he looked said, lost. Yes, in that first game. Did he look lost in the second game? No. And then you did the Austin agenda of saying they shut him down so he doesn't have a bad game because his next game would be bad because the good game was a fluke is what you're trying to say. I don't know, man. I'm Coincidence. Saying, I'm saying ignoring the, the future because once he got figured out, obviously, but going to his first couple seasons, Ben Simmons had a terrible summer league and then he had a couple pretty good seasons, right? Like. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think, think we want to talk about Ben Simmons right no, about No, no, no. I, I think that... <laughs> That's too far down the rabbit hole. No, I'm saying Ben Simmons had a good rookie season. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anyone would argue that. Like, he no. wasn't show-stopping. No, but he was good, and then... performance wasn't telling of who he was going to be. Brandon Ingram is a fantastic NBA player, but he had a terrible summer league. So even if Wimby had another bad game, it doesn't matter. It's a summer league game. I'm just stuck on the fact of why if he had a good game, it's what we expected all along. Because that's what you expect from him. Because we're expecting Wimby to be better than Brandon Ingram, Jalen Different Brown, like. expectations, I guess. Yes. And he had a bad game, but it was a first game. Like, I can go show you footage of Steph Curry missing 10 three-point shots in a row and then looking at his hand. Does that mean Steph Curry isn't a good shooter? No, he's the best shooter of all freaking time. So when you're looking at things in a vacuum or through a lens where you're just focusing on one thing, it's really easy to form a narrative. We realistically should not be discussing whether Wimbanyama is a bust or if he lived up to expectations until probably five years down the road. Oh, easily. So Doesn't mean I'm not going to give you your argument every time. Say that he had a bad summer league game and they shut him down after he had a good game so that he didn't have another bad... That's just it's disingenuous. And it's dishonest. So... <laughs> we spent enough time on this. No, because I still have my little tangent. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, um, we kind of touched on this a bit, but honestly, I watched... The last player who came into the league with this kind of fanfare is, is LeBron James. Can we can we agree on uh, that? Uh, yeah. Uh, 
Uh, is there someone before or after LeBron that had wasn't a similar Zion thing? touted? Yeah, Zion. Zion. That's, That's true. What I was thinking. I That's think, true. Yeah, I was thinking but, Zion was supposed to be the next LeBron. Yeah, and then he got hurt, or he's been hurt. But um, I've watched LeBron's career, and one of the things that I noticed is that a lot of the decisions LeBron made early was attached to this fanfare. LeBron really wasn't given the chance to, like, be who he wanted to be. He was essentially compared to Jordan from Jump Street to the point where, you know, you watch certain people on ESPN talk about if Wemby isn't, like, a top 10 player of all time, then he didn't live up to the hype. Can we please let Wemby, like, be Wemby and enjoy Wemby for what he is or isn't and not just, like, start touting him as a top 10 player when he hasn't played an NBA game? I I think there's the stigma. If you want to tag... if we're going to go with the tag of generational generational player, then he needs to have those standards. I agree with Austin. If like, we want to say he's just a really good player and then we let him do what he wants to do, that's fine. But yeah, the moment you throw generational on there, there's expectations to be met. Yeah, because not every generational player was a generational prospect. And I think... Agreed. There, there, there's a misconception, okay? And I'm guilty of it because I'm also making this assumption that he's going to be that yes yes you said he's going to be in the finals in the 2024 2025 season yes yes i'm well aware of this so wemby is and has been called and should be called a generational prospect because he absolutely is will he live up to that potential that is where the question lies yes because that's where the fun is too even you cannot deny to be as big as he is and have the handle that he has and the shooting ability that he has the defense, the passing, everything about him, it, it's generational. Will he develop that into an NBA player? That's a good question. So is he a generational player? No. Is he a generational prospect? Yes. Will he be a generational player is the question we're asking. I think I like the separation of prospect, yeah, prospect yeah. and player. And it's difficult because we, we use the two interchangeably, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because some, pe- some players are not, like Kobe was not a generational prospect, but he was a generational player. Yes. So, but that's the thing. Like players like Kobe and MJ, who didn't come out to this fanfare, was allowed to develop their game, work on their game without it being like you're not living up to expectations already. Like like, we just we just had a segment where we pondered if Wemby is living up to the expectations of the 101 off of two summer league games and being, <laughs> and being held like okay. so, <laughs> to be fair that was me that, that was austin first off second off um i think that there's a difference because i don't think we're going to have a player like a kobe or an mj that can develop at their own pace because we live in a completely different world now if you want a news on Michael Jordan when Michael Jordan was a rookie, you had to go to the newspaper unless you lived in Chicago, right? So, like, right now I can type Victor Wembanyama and it's going to pull up a hundred articles, a thousand articles. Who knows? These players are under a microscope from the moment they declare for the draft. And some of them... Even before that. Yeah. So, I, I, I think that's a lost cause because... Even those players that, you know, weren't necessarily highly touted, like the Steph Currys, the 
Because remember, Steph Curry's too small. Who wants a shooter? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. These players developed under that microscope. And I don't think the microscope under Kawhi and Curry was nearly the same as Wemby's. It's not near the same, but it's a similar idea. Like, like these players are going to be watched. Like, yeah, Curry least. got hurt and he got lambasted for being injured and if, you know, the pick was worth it and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. Curry didn't have a bad game and I didn't, you know, step on ESPN to see them talking about his Curry worth the pick after he had a bad game in the third <laughs> So, so I, 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 it's, I think it's a balance. I think at this point, I agree with you, but it also has to be like a balancing act. We have to kind of measure our expectations because I know it's really easy to fall into like looking at a player's like grand career when it hasn't even started. That's fair. Um, so do you guys have anything else to talk about with Summer League? Are there any other performances? Because I think Summer League... I feel like Summer League should have its own episode because there's been a lot. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. also want to get our rankings done. So it's like, no, maybe that's... we do a bonus episode once Summer League concludes. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out when yeah. we get there. Yes, we will. All right. Uh, so we're so starting the list of today. So, so we can start getting into the list. I kicked it off last week. One of you can start it this week. For some reason, Ren not wanting to start off the list was the most Does predictable. Not well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just want to gauge where. Do you want to make sure you yeah. get someone I, on the list and you can change it? Okay, you know I wish, I wish you time saw time. my <laughs> face in real. I wish you saw my face in real time when that happened because no, no, no. when you got to four and you said "bam," and I thought to myself, <laughs> "Wait a minute, there's AD." There's there, a clear cut three. There's Jokic and there's Embiid left still. That means my eyes like got really huge like when I made that realization. Okay, so I just want to clarify real quick. The moment you said you're forgetting someone, I instantly realized who I was forgetting. No, you didn't. No, it was not until I said I was going to expose you that you're, you said, wait a minute. Yeah, and that's when I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And I knew immediately who it was because... Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, <laughs> it's fine. We, we I do all make mistakes. I have owned up to it. I guess I, I will start because honestly, no, I'm, starting. I'm starting. I'm starting. Yo, now you're starting. <laughs> no, no, no. The only reason I wanted one of you to start was because we didn't have stats pulled up in front of me, but we've, we've gone off enough here that I can use the stats. Because... I got the stats for you. Okay. <laughs> So, so anyway, my number 10, and I don't know if you guys are going to have him higher or even lower. He might be on your honorable mention list. But again, we're only judging this based off last season. I have to keep reiterating that. And you might disagree with us and say, oh, well, this player is a better player. Yes, they might be a better player overall, but we're judging it off of last season and how we felt they impacted their teams. So for me, number 10, and this one was harder because I actually had this guy a lot higher at first. And just as I was making my way through the list, I, 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 know what this I is. kept pushing it down. So my number 10 is Aaron Gordon. Whoa! Okay, go on. Is that a whoa because you have him higher or lower? I don't have him much higher, but he was higher for me. Yeah, that's good. Go on, sorry. So 
it, it's hard for me when I'm ranking players, and this is what I ran into. When you're the third, maybe sometimes the fourth option on your team, mm-hmm. and like everyone else on the list was the one or two. Um, overall, I think Aaron Gordon really, since he's got to Denver, made a huge leap in his overall game really because both offensively and defensively like if you had told me during the orlando magic days that aaron gordon would be the key defensive piece in the nba finals wouldn't have believed you but really he was that for the entire season for um i mean obviously like bruce brown and i don't remember the guy's braun whose name is actually brown but it's spelled braun bruce brown Um, and kcp like they they stepped up a lot defensively and i've saying Jokic's praises I think he's underrated as a defender but Aaron Gordon really was the cog in the defensive system for the Nuggets and it's really it can't be understated the impact he had um usage he had the second highest of his career which was kind of surprising to me given the fact that again you're playing with Jokic and Jamal Murray you you shouldn't really be touching the ball as much as you have been mm-hmm. but he was shooting Frequently, he was shooting at a high percentage. Uh, he had a 61% true shooting percentage, which was the highest of his career. Uh, his PER was the highest of his career. It was damn near 20. Um, yeah, I, I, Aaron Gordon, I, I, I've got him at 10. I'm surprised you didn't have... I actually, honestly, I had him higher because of the playoff performances and the defense and how key he was, but hey, I can respect it. I, I can see that. I can see that. But Yeah. Um, I'll go next. Oh, okay. We'll just keep the same format. Okay. So ten, I also had Aaron Gordon at ten. Wow. Um, did you, did was, you start with him higher? Wow. I, so I did my list differently. I I wrote down everyone's stats, and then as I was throwing two, I was like plug them in. Mm-hmm. So I I kept them static. But it was a real toss-up between him and my number nine, which I'll get to in, yeah. when we get to number nine. I, I'm, I'm wondering if we have the same nine. I think we, we probably might. probably all have the same nine. Good. I hate to say it. But, I mean, you kind of hit everything. Um, I tried not to factor in his playoff performance, but I think my bias slipped through. Because I think so that's put him what... At 10? I, put it at, I put him at 10, and that was with his playoff and his playoff things, things, words, you know. Anyways, you know. I I think there was someone better, but the playoffs put him over to my 10. That's where I'm getting at. Yeah, and I, I think the playoffs really, I didn't really factor it in. Like, I did talk about it, but I didn't have a ton of emphasis on the playoffs with Aaron Gordon. I think if I had focused on the playoffs, I would have had him higher. Maybe. My number five, you definitely, you guys are either not going to have, like, that's a narrative pick for me. Sorry, I just, I, I'm reading through my list. <laughs> I think 10 through five is where we're going to get really messy. Where it just be a lot of us having the same people just mixed up. Yeah, probably. Okay. Right, ahead, my my number 10 was actually Cat. So, so, go ahead. Okay. Let me, let me check something real quick. Go ahead and talk. Okay, so I think that it was kind of hard for me making this list because there were a lot of people who averaged a lot of points like throughout this list. 
And the players I have above Cat, like, either are better defensively or they average more points. And I think that's why he fell so far to me. He averaged 21 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists with a 19 PER is what I have written down. Mm-hmm. I round up or down based on the point five. So, But regardless... I think Cat just fell into this weird spot where he didn't score enough points to raise him higher on the list, and his PER wasn't higher enough to elevate him over the people who could defend better than him. And that's how he got to that spot. The stats aren't terrible. It's just, it was hard to find a place to place him for me. So I don't even have Cat on my list. That's fair. I could really? see that. Do you know I why I don't have Cat on my list? Why do you not have Cat on your list? He didn't even play 30 games, my guy. Oh, crap. I didn't even see that. <laughs> Wait, really? He only played 29 games. Well, how uh-huh. did I see that? You oh. screwed up. Oh, I you messed up. screwed up this week. Yeah, I messed up. I it's did, too. Messed up. Let's go. I looked, at forget Zion. I looked at Zion for that. I did not look at Cat for that, and I totally blanked. Yeah. You both screwed up. You both screwed up. <laughs> okay. Wow. I feel great now. I feel good. <laughs> you feel good now, buddy. We're done. We're done. We can go home, everybody. <laughs> see you all next week. Uh, we're going to do small forwards. Let's see if these morons screw up early next week. Um, it's not no, nearly no, no. as bad. So, go. On. It's pretty bad. We had one rule. They they had the that is true. Rules. I don't follow rules though. So well, interesting. So my go. number nine, and this is also one. This is one that I had at seven. It's weird because I had Aaron Gordon higher than him at first, and then like I debated between the two of them at number nine. And realistically, I'm going to call an audible, and this is actually my number 10, and Aaron is going to go higher. And once I start explaining it, it's going to make more sense why I'm doing that. It, it's going to be team success. So Jeremy Grant is my number nine. Um, That's actually who would have been 10 if I would have thought of Cat. Anyway, go on, sorry. Yep, go on. Very, he's an incredibly efficient scorer. A dynamic offensive or defensive player, like very versatile. The only knock I have against him is they didn't win games. Like, and it's hard for me. Like, I can think you're an elite player, and I, I'm not saying Jeremy Grant's an elite player. I think he's a very, very, very good player. Good player. Um, because it's you, you can't say someone that averages 20 points a game with like what was it, 52 percent shooting. You can't any 40% from three as a four, right? You can't call that a bad player, but it also didn't translate to a lot of wins. Um, his advanced metrics were pretty solid. Um, where did it go? I lost his advanced metrics. So his PR, and this is actually why I wanted to push him lower than Aaron Gordon after I started looking at it. He averaged 20 points a game, good defense, versatile offensively, only 16. League average is 15. So he was only slightly better than average. Um, But PER is not a perfect system. We know that. The fact that they lost as much as they did is going to drive that down a little bit because you obviously cannot have a great defensive box plus minus if you're not winning games. Usage rate high as you'd want. Um, yeah, no, Jeremy Grant's my number ten, and Aaron Gordon's my number nine. I switched them on the fly. Sure. You switched them. 
Called an audible, baby. <laughs> All right. My turn, right? Your turn. So for the sake of saving my list, I'm going to switch them as well. Because <laughs> Jeremy Grant was my near miss. He was that one guy that I had Aaron you're Gordon welcome. for. You're welcome, Austin. I just saved So you. Aaron Gordon's my nine. Jeremy Grant's my ten. Angelo, who's your nine? Since <laughs> I just moved my entire list up one. I'm afraid. Evan Mobley. Okay. At number nine? Number nine. Okay. So surprising. I kind of wa- I really wanted to put him higher, but once again, he's he's amazing defensively. But after and I, I let playoffs dictate my list. After the playoff performances, I couldn't, in good faith, put Aaron Gordon below Mobley and also the players above him are for the most part, number one options. You know, I love Mobley. I think he's going to be a, he's going to be like top probably three on this list within the next like five years. But right now he had an all right season. He's progressing defensively. His his shot is progressing, but it was just an all right season as far as like where I expect Mobley to be moving forward. 16 so, points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 18 PER, by the way. Go on. So, my number 8 is Evan Mobley. And <laughs> you hit it all. This is the one I actually thought I was going to have lower than you guys. You hit it all perfectly. I'm just going to literally, like... So, I'm... Glance behind the curtain here. So, when I make my list, I have a wall of text of, like, basically stream of consciousness about, like, how I feel about these players, stats, all that, whatever. Mobley's was really short, and I'm just going to read it out loud just so you can understand like how on the same agreement we are here, because this is a rarity. So, I only have him this low because we're ranking based on this previous season. He's a guy I fully expect to break into the top five and maybe even top three as early as next season. But even with his offensive and defensive abilities, you still are seeing those early career mistakes that we all expect from him. So... Yes, I, I 100% agree with you. I thought you were going to have him higher. He's going to be top five easily on this list as early as next season. It, it's The writing's on the wall. The team is just so young that they did falter later in the season, and he's on a team where he doesn't get to be that number one or even number two option. So, yeah, I have number eight, Evan Mobley. So, yeah, I can see that. fun fact. I have number eight, Evan Mobley. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The one thing that put, because I was, these were another two that, like, Aaron Gordon was just right on the verge of, like, between eight and ten for me. Um, The one thing that I gave Mobley over Gordon was ten more games played, ten or eleven more games played, and the defensive stats for, like, the blocks. Which so, I could see. That's fair. That the defense was really the big thing that put Mobley at eight versus nine versus ten, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's my eight. Oh. All right, back to run. That was pretty, 
Back Unanimous. To uh, back to back to back to Angelo. Angelo, Angelo did number nine. Oh crap! That's eight. right. You had him. <laughs> For those okay. at home keeping score, that screw up number two of Angelo this episode. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna screw up a lot. Don't worry. This is this is this is the Angelo made a mistake episode. <laughs> so number eight for me is Aaron Gordon. Uh, we've already touched on him enough. Yep. I'm not going to say anything further. He averaged 16.7 rebounds, three assists, 20 PER. The thing that really upped him was the playoff performance and how pivotal he was throughout the playoffs. And, you know, I, I also think you could argue he had a slightly better season than Mobley. Their their numbers are so close. Honestly, Mobley Gordon could be interchangeable for me. Yeah. So it, yeah. Oh, and ten, eight, and nine was all like the exact same players, just yep. mixed around. Here's where the list gets interesting. Okay, so this is where the list gets interesting. <laughs> I feel I feel like Austin is going to have this player significantly higher, and I think Angelo's gonna have him. You're wrong. Player. I'm wrong. You're wrong. So my number seven is Jaron Jackson. You're wrong. Oh, I'm wrong. Okay. You're wrong. I'm wrong for both of you? Yeah. Are we all Jaron Jackson at seven? No. Yeah. Oh, I am. So <laughs> So here's the thing about Jaron Jackson is he's legitimately one of the best defensive players, if not the best overall defensive player in the league, right? Mm-hmm. We, we're in agreement there. My issue I ran into is he only played over 30 minutes in a handful of games because he got into foul trouble so much. And availability as a defensive player is the critical like point for a defensive player. Like if you if you aren't on the floor, you're not helping your team, right? Like you're not like a shooter, you just scored 30 and then you go to the bench and your team's sitting on that 30. You have to actively be participating to be an elite defensive player. And while he is Probably the best defensive player in the league. He, he is DPOY. Yeah, it, 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 and you see that whether you're looking at the box score or you're using the eye test and watching games, Jaron Jackson is the best player in the game defensively right now, mm-hmm. at least for last season. But you have to be on the floor, so that's why he was my number seven. Because if he had played more minutes, like. I had him as high as four at one point, but then I saw the minutes and I just, I couldn't. That's fair. For me, the reason he was at seven, because you do know that I love Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, um, why I'm surprised. The The big reason for me was the stats. Like, defensive aside, I looking at my one through oh. six, I just couldn't justify his points and everything else being above them so let's 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 break that down real quick though because how much do you think this is going to be weird this is going to be meta we're going to again peer beyond the curtain here last week when we were playing Mm -hmm. pro-am i had a phone call i took it i stopped like playing actively i was only really playing defense for those that don't i'm the point guard on our 2k team um, I wish you would have said something, because then I would have made a more conscious effort to take the ball. But anyway, go on, sorry. Well, it was kind of like <laughs> sudden. So, <laughs> the, the offense kind of stagnated, because when you're primary ball handler or playmaker, whatever have you, things kind of stall, right? And do you think that Jaws' continued off-court antics had an impact on Jaron's 
offensive performance. I think it would have a little bit. I don't know if it was enough to really impact those stats, but you know, mm-hmm. as they like to say on certain news net- networks, I'm just asking questions. <laughs> I, I think it did, but also not, he had a career anymore. year in scoring. He averaged the most points he had. He averaged, what was that? His best field goal percentage, his best, almost his best three-point percentage. But, like, he had a great year, even with the on-court, off-court jaw stuff. But I just, like, I have a almost seven-point difference between my seven and six. Yeah, I I think the point differential after this is huge. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why I couldn't justify him up, even though I love him and his defense is amazing. He just, he plays the game the right, like, (laughs) plays the game the right way. He just plays a game that, like, no matter what kind of basketball you like, if you're building a team, you want him on your team. Yeah. He's something to build around. Not a yeah. superstar, but something, a solid piece to build around. Yeah. Also, fun fact, his nickname is Block Panther, and I like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Angelo, what's your number seven? So, it's Pascal Siakam. Oh, way lower than me. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh. Go ahead. So, I am. I, huh? I'm real curious about your top five now. Mm-hmm. My top five is, like I said, I think I think this is where the list gets interesting. I think top two. So, is, I think top three is set in stone, honestly. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that's set in stone. I think top too. four is set in stone, but. Top four? I don't think top four sentence. It's definitely not because, yeah, keep you going. <laughs> anyway, uh, 24 points, eight rebounds, six assists, a 20 PER. Those are great numbers. It's just the people above him. <laughs> this is going back to Cat. The people above him score a little bit better. And the one person I have above him, which is going to come back very nicely is a better defensive player pascal <laughs> great season but he just he just missed it by not much honestly i just uh, well, that's okay. fair we, i mean we're definitely going to circle back on pascal yes <laughs> yes we are circling uh, yeah. i'm leaving we'll some there. room for you guys i'm leaving some room for you guys you're welcome you're we're welcome six you're welcome I, I'm sorry, I, I don't have my my page pulled up for this player for my number six. I'm pulling it up right now. You're good. I got a little distracted by Angelo's shenanigans there. Um, <laughs> well, always does so shenanigans. My number always six. My number six, and this is one I think you guys probably have in your top five. Uh, Julius Randle. Nope. Mm-hmm. So do you have him at six? Yeah. So our, our lists are oddly identical. Yeah, <laughs> I it, it, he okay. So if you were to write a dictionary definition for questionable shot selection, Julius Randall's the picture you put next to it, right? But he does make it work to an extent. He's a large part of the reason why. Like, I don't want to like discredit like Jalen Brunson or anything like that, but. Julius Randle has been a large part of the reason for the Knicks' success thus far, including this season, which I think they did do better than any of us anticipated, right? 
We're, oh, for yeah. sure. We're agreeing. In Definitely. Um, for sure. The Knicks, you don't have high expectations. <laughs> and Austin should probably never go near New York now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he just got kicked from New York right there. <laughs> yeah, so surprisingly for me, I mean, I guess not surprising. The usage rate for Randall was absurd. That's really what kept him from going higher for me. And that's kind of what I was going to talk about with Siakam. Because I think with Siakam, the usage rate is justified. I don't think Julius Randall is efficient enough to justify that high usage rate. It's just someone has to take those shots. And like, yeah, maybe RJ Barrett, right? Oh, you just got kicked out of New York, too. <laughs> he had a solid PER. Let's go to New Jersey. Wow. He had a solid true shooting percentage. Like, advanced stats, he was actually very good. It's just... He wasn't he, better than the five I have ahead of him. He's good, but he's just not that good. Yeah, it, it's... What do you have to add to Austin? So... I'm not going to lie, my 4, 5, and 6, again, were all toss-ups. But yeah. I think Randall is here solely on bias. <laughs> I think I put him the lowest I could based on like justifications I said with Jaron. Just for the fact that I've never liked Randall as a player. I think he was overrated when he had that great season. And he's kind of slowed down since then, I believe. Or at least leveled out. That's tough. I don't know. If well, no, he had a better yeah. last, not the season that just passed, the one before that, yeah. he fell off, and then he he's starting to come back. But I just, I, it personal bias is why he's at six and not higher for me. Yeah, I, it's yeah, I agree. So Angela, Angela. Who's, who's my what six? Six. <laughs> Angela's not even paying attention to the podcast right now. He's watching like, Dragon Ball Z or something, just so you know. Actually, I did finish watching that movie. Jesus Christ, you're not <laughs> supposed to actually do the thing I'm trying to do. Dinosaurs. I so, was making a joke. But you were making an accurate joke, and so I had to... Uh... You, you told me that my joke wasn't a joke. Thank you for that. Yep, that's you're cool. welcome. I have okay, to ruin it. Mine was Jaron Jackson Jr. We already talked about him. Yeah, okay. so, so do you not have anything to add to Jaron Jackson? Do you have any... I mean, I did it mostly because of the defense. He was he won DPOI. I think your minutes argument is very valid, and honestly, like I debated pushing him to where you guys had him, but he had a nineteen seven one assist and twenty two PR. I think the minutes is really the only thing that hinders him. But yeah, the minutes I liked him back for me. Huh? Yeah, the, the minutes are what held him back for me. So the top five time. Woo. Uh, this is where I think it's going to get interesting because mm-hmm. we already know Siakam's not in Angelo's top five. Correct. So now, yep. I know Angelo's not a narrative guy. So my number five, I'm questioning if he's even on his list. Okay. Interesting. So, so my number five is Laurie Markinen. Interesting. <laughs> he gave me nothing. So <laughs> look. It's entirely narrative based, and I I get that that's a little it's not helpful. entirely narrative based. Anymore. No, for me it is because like yes, he had a fantastic season. He had twenty six points. That's insane. Yep. But last season, he had what sixteen points? 
Mm-hmm. No, not even. He had 15 points last season. Yeah. Like, yeah. the jump and the storyline of the Jazz coming out so freaking hot. Because early season, those of you that were here, you old head, no reserves radio fans, back when Adam was still here, I said that I predicted the Jazz. Like, that was my team. Um, because I just loved everything about this. It felt like a sports afternoon movie special. And Laurie Markkinen was the driving force behind that. 26 points per game is insane. But when you think about the fact that he was shooting 50% from the field and 40% from three, this wasn't a, oh, he's just going out and getting shots and he's shooting 50 shots and hitting 20 of them. No, he was shooting very efficiently. He was getting covered very well. Like, I... I'm I'm glad to hear that he's on your list, or I guess I haven't heard it, but you didn't deny it. Yeah, we don't know um, yet. Because there's no reason he should be left off. Will this be the mainstay? Probably not. Laurie will probably regress at least a little bit back to earth. Because Maybe towards the a... top of the top 10. Yeah, I, I, he'll still be in the top 10 for sure if he keeps even up a tenth of this production, because it's insane. Um. But the thing that surprised me, and this isn't necessarily related, like, we're only grading them off of last season, right? Mm -hmm. I was shocked when I'm looking at Laurie's stats that he's always been a better defender than I thought he was. Like, Did you think he was a pylon? I, I, I thought not a pylon. I just thought, you know, average, whatever. But his advanced defensive metrics are surprisingly good. So, yeah, Laurie Markkinen, number five. That's for me. Okay. I have Pascal at number five. Sure. So, again, four, five, and six all mixed up. I'm sure you'll see. But for me, Pascal's numbers just didn't quite hit the level that my number four did. And we've already talked about Spicy P enough. I like going in the middle because I can just be in between. (laughs) Angel, who's your number five? Your uh, blasphemous number five list. Julius Randle. All right. Okay. You guys have already talked to him, but honestly, I, and maybe this is just my personality showing through. I kind of like Julius Randle's game. I like the, you know, let's just do whatever. You know, he scores, and he scores a lot of points doing it. He averaged 25, 10 rebounds, four assists with a 20 PER. I like the guy. I like him. I liked him as the center point of the Knicks offense with Jalen Brunson, and he had an amazing season. He honestly was surprising. I I knew he was like scoring. I didn't realize he was scoring that much. But I guess when you take up a million shots, then well, some of them are going to fall. Yep. So run. Let's get to your All top. Right. So top four, top four. So top four for me is Spicy B. That's fair. So yeah. you guys have highlighted it very well, but I, the one thing that I looked at is the fact that when we're looking at the rest of our top four or top five or whatever, what have you, like the players that you guys have ahead of him, right? Who does who does Siakam really have up there in Toronto, right? Like there's Scotty no Barnes. Scotty Barnes. He's got Scotty Barnes. And to an extent, OG Anobi. And OG Anobi. Brand Van Vliet. Like, Not anymore, but he did, yeah. Yeah, well, we're grading it off of last season. So <laughs> for me, it's 
it's a lot easier to ice a player out of the game if you don't have as much to worry about. And I feel like Pascal Siakam was kind of on an island. Yes, Scotty Barnes is a fantastic player. I'm not I'm not knocking him at all. I like I'm fully on board the Scotty Barnes train. It's just there's a difference between a young NBA player and a veteran NBA player. And Scotty Barnes will get there. Don't make any mistake about that. It, I just think that with the production that we got from Siakam, given the help he had, and the fact that, honestly, it, looking at this list, with the exception of who we all have at number one, because if you guys do not have number one at number one, I'm going to disown you. You're fired. He's He's <laughs> probably the best transition scorer in this list. Yeah, I'm looking at it again. Yeah, I, I there's only one player I would say is a better transition player than him. And that's without any help. So, yeah, I, I've got Spicy P at number four. Yeah, I can see that. That's fair. I bet you can't guess who my number four is. Laurie Markkinen. <laughs> <laughs> I really, like, four, five, and six, like I said. Angelo... Here's the thing. So I, I kind of want to talk about this for a second because three, two, one are going to go really fast because mm-hmm. there's nothing to like these three players, because if you at home don't know who three, two, one are, unless Angelo has thrown a curveball and put one of them at four. If you don't know who three, two and one are, you need to like go watch basketball for just a little bit, <laughs> like maybe a game. Maybe a game. I don't know maybe if uh, I'd be like, antagonizing the fan base, right? What are we going to say about those three players? So, Angelo, go ahead and say your four, and then we'll get into this. Laurie Markkinen. Okay, yeah, that's who. Like, with what was left, I figured you either left him off the list or you put freaking Zion here because you didn't yep. follow the rules. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually I specifically looked at Zion's games played. Yeah. But for some reason, Cat just... Yeah, we were talking before. Zion, we both knew. Cat just completely slipped it. Yeah. So, yeah, Laurie had a great season. He deserves his flowers. Like you said, this list is based on, you know, just last season. It's not on legacy. It's not on what he's done before. It's not on what we think he will do in the future. It's just this year, Laurie had a standout season. He had an amazing yep. season. Okay. Top five worthy. So, so are you guys yeah. ready for the top three? I think I might have a different top three than you guys, but only... I think, I think you might have one different. Yep. Yeah. I, I think you have one different. I think we have the same number one because if we don't have the same number one, I'm seriously going to be upset. Like, I'm going to be really upset if we do not have the same number one. So number I'm three, not going to lie. Before we start, I'm switching my two and three. <laughs> Just looking <laughs> at it. Oh, no. I, I'm actually, I've debated it. So maybe we're switching. We want to switch to the same thing. I'm not going to. Because, like, I think two and three are pretty interchangeable. I think the gap between two and one is massive. At least this season. Career longevity, absolutely not. Like, this is very close. But off of last season, massive? two and three are close. Yeah, based on last season alone, absolutely. I, think I would massive. say large, not massive. Yeah. One of these players is old. One of them missed a lot of time with injury. It's massive. That's okay. So... With that said, number three for me, LeBron James. Fair. Like, yep. what? Okay. 
Do you want to know why LeBron James is number three? Like, do, why? do I really need to talk about this? Because you don't this? like LeBron. He's, he, no. <laughs> yeah, that was it. We're, we're talking about a player that's 39 years old, and he's still one of the best players in the game. He's still a legitimate MVP caliber player. Yep. One of the greatest of all time. And you yep. want me to explain why he's number three? <laughs> all sure, three of these players, all three of these players were in the MVP conversation. Yep. At the four. Yeah. I, I, I'm yeah, not, you're I'm, right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not explaining why LeBron James is number three. <laughs> hey, I don't blame you, Austin. <laughs> so, I did a switch up, and for three, I'm putting Kevin Durant. Okay, so that's what I was debating doing. Yeah. So the while I was staring at my list, because their stats are almost pretty like similar. They're, yeah, they're they're almost on the dot to each other. Yeah. Um, I think LeBron's grit and grind of getting the Lakers team to the playoffs gives him the bump over. Sorry. Well, I just told you my two. Anyways, gives the bump over KD and why KD is at three instead of two because KD did have running mates in. A Chris Paul and a Booker in a ill, disgusting way, Aiden. Very disgusting way. A little bit. He just said Chris Paul. Yes, Chris Paul. Anyways, so, I mean, like, we're all going to say three and two, same thing. Kevin Durant gets the three just based on the soul grit and grind of LeBron through the season. Yeah, anyway, three's KD for me. I, I figured once I switched, I was matching Angelo at this point. <laughs> and like I said, I I debated switching it up until like that conversation. Like I feel like those two, because my my number two is Kevin Durant, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think either of those is a wrong answer for two and three. I think no. that no, we no. all agree that they were very eerily similar statistically. The on court expectations were very similar. The production was very similar. Um, while I, I I'm going to disagree and say that KD had more help. I think that he had more re- like consistent. So help. here's here. Okay, I'm going to argue why you should have had LeBron at two, just from your personality perspective. Okay. What is the biggest difference between LeBron James and Kevin Durant's stats? Um, I I would have to pull up each of them right here. But I would guess it's the fact that LeBron James is hands down a better playmaker than Kevin Durant. More rebounds and assists. Yeah, Yeah, more rebounds. So as someone who is a facilitator and who is a passer and who does weigh playmaking more, why would you not have LeBron over KD when LeBron, like you said, basically has mirror for mirror stats with Kevin Durant? I don't know, honestly. That's like, like I said, I debated switching it. I, for me, it's not necessarily two and three. It's two way. Two point five. Like, yeah. I, I think they were so close for me that, like, if you, if you want me to switch it, I'll switch it. Like, I don't. <laughs> like, you want me to argue for putting LeBron over KD? Okay, LeBron was over KD. Like, I don't have an issue with either of them at two. I, I think that they both had fantastic seasons and. Any other year, I would be arguing for both of them at number one here. But the guy we have at number one is so far above them right now. So, yeah, I I, I can't argue 
for KD over LeBron or LeBron over KD. I, I, I think it's too close to call, and I would put both of them at two if I could. I'm just That's asking fair. questions. <laughs> so, from my perspective, hold on, let me, because now you got me curious what, like, why in my head I subconsciously, I mean, I know why I subconsciously put LeBron at number two, because, like, I wanted to. At number three. Or three, yeah. Because, I mean, I- I've been a career LeBron yep. hater. Like I have to say, it wouldn't surprise me if you looked at that and said, oh, LeBron, move it down one. Yep. <laughs> so is, hold on, what's, there, there's a few things I want to look at real quick. So if you have something to talk about for a second, just a second while I get my stuff up. I if mean, you don't, I can ramble while I'm. No, working. I got it. I'm, okay, thank you. My argument for why I put LeBron over KD is solely the fact that if KD had to miss any time, that Suns team is making it to the playoffs, Ooh. no matter what. Ooh. You don't think the Suns teams were making it to the playoffs? Ooh. I, that's a tough sell for me. You don't think they go ten? They can't get the tenth seed. A tenth seed, yeah, ten seeds on the playoffs. That's so. the playoffs. Okay, it's the same thing. No, it's not. It's not. It's not at all. I think it is. You can think. Well, that. I mean. I say I say it I think it is in a way that expecting KD to come back for the play in. If KD's back for the play in, is that not they're in the playoffs? KD's getting you into the playoffs. You're not getting into the playoffs without KD. I mean you're not getting into the playoffs without play in without the record. I can think the sky is green. That doesn't mean it's green. You can think (laughs) ten seed is the playoffs, it's not the playoffs. Anyways, Um, if LeBron is out, LeBron the the Lakers aren't going anywhere. So uh I don't have a justification. I'm just gonna say Kevin Durant had a higher PER, so I'm gonna justify it. <laughs> like dude had a twenty six point two. Yeah, it was impressive. Not LeBron as impressive as number one. Twenty three point nine. sure. Okay, you know what? Absolutely. Katie, that's why I have Katie above it. But in realistic terms, I think both of them are interchangeable at that position. That's fair. Um, so number one, I swear to God, if one of you like throws a curveball here, I'm done. I'm just. Who's your number one? My number one is Giannis. Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, okay. <laughs> I like that was the fastest I ever posted like a job requisition for a co-host for a basketball <laughs> podcast where I was like looking to replace you. <laughs> like I What were you gonna DM Adam? <laughs> Adam would have had Mello at number one. <laughs> no, it's Giannis. It's it's Giannis. Okay. Okay. Angelo. Giannis that we're not terrible at our jobs <laughs> so again like this one i i think as we get later into it like i think the four and the three or the one and the three are going to be the most interesting ones because there's a lot of flexibility there mm-hmm. but Giannis just was that guy he was that dude he was actually him he was the real him this season um it's kind of funny because you lost to the Hemming in the playoffs. 
what happened last year in the playoffs against the Hemming? Did, did the did the Bucks win four zero? Someone want to fact check that for me? I got you. I I, I want to say the Bucks swept the Hemming last year. Do we forget about that because the Hemming had Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin get hot at the right time? Are are we gonna are we gonna forget that? Well, let's not forget Jimmy averaged like thirty seven against them too. Yeah, because they were shooting lights out, and you can't collapse on that. But that's that's not predict. Can we stop the narrative? Like the Heat regressed to what the Heat were. They were an eight seed. They got hot at the right time. Let's stop pretending it was more than that. It wasn't the hemming. It was Gabe Vincent shooting damn near fifty percent. Okay. <laughs> Does Gabe Vincent shoot like that normally? No, that's why they were the eight seed. Was well, not maybe. last year, but the year before when the Heat were the one seed. It was. You're the stats guy. I look. I'm, I'm checking about... the playoffs, and they never even faced the Bulls or the Bucks. <laughs> I was just gonna say you're looking at the wrong team. Who do you think Giannis plays for? <laughs> Oh my god! I'll, Let's not bring up the Mickey Mouse playoffs either when they not gonna, did it again. I'm not going to bring up the Mickey Mouse playoffs. If you want to, go ahead. But I'm going to ignore you. <laughs> so, you know what? If if you release this on YouTube, go ahead and put the "fine, I'll do it myself" meme from Thanos here. <laughs> this guy. Fuck it was twenty. It was two. It was twenty twenty one. 2021, 2022, or 2020? No, 2020, 2021. So last year. 2020, 2021. Two years ago. Technically three finals ago. It was when the Bucks won the finals. What? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy Butler, for preventing Giannis from being in the finals three straight years. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the year the the Bucks swept the Heat or even faced the Heat in the playoffs was when they won it all. Weird. So wait a minute, you're telling me when oh, the God, Bucks? No, no, the, no I'm not the, telling you that. When the Bucks have beat the Heat, the Bucks have made the finals, and when the Heat have beat the Bucks, the Heat have made the finals. Weird. Weird. But the difference, the Bucks won it all. <laughs> Weird. Weird. <laughs> uh, no, but the last prior to this, the last time they met in the in the playoffs, they, the the Heat got swept. Yes, can confirm. Like that, that was a thing. So let's like let's not pretend like no, no. I'm I'm sick of this narrative <laughs> that I've had to listen to since the playoffs started, where the hemming, Kimmy buckets, he's him. No, no, he's not. Who we saw in the NBA Finals is the actual Heat. And that's a very, very good basketball team. That's not a Finals team. Stop pretending. <laughs> they made the Finals. That doesn't mean they should have been there. They should have been there. They should not have been there. The they regular should... season says they should not have been there because the regular season is what we saw in their the Finals. The regular the season doesn't matter, Ren. Don't you yep. know that? <laughs> But their performance in the playoffs dictated they should be there. They got basketball is a game of runs. They went on a run at the right time. So if you acknowledge basketball is the basic 
is based on the fact of runs. Why are you not acknowledging the Heat's run? Facts. Angelo, go ahead and insert like a cricket sound here. I I think he audibly did it anyway. (laughs) I am so sick about how Timmy Buckets carried them to the finals. No, he didn't. Which is his, is his shirt out yet? I need to get that. Let's see. Could you confirm for me, Austin? This is very important. Um, I mean, I'm sure you can find it on, like, Teespring or something. Yeah, there's a know. bunch of, like, non... But, like, why? You might as well get a Gabe Vincent for MVP shirt. You can get a Hemi hoodie. Oh, my God. Ooh. I. What? What was that, Ron? I I got nothing. So, Giannis Antetokounmpo is my number one. <laughs> There's just no player like him in the league right now. Agreed. Look, I'm I'm depressed. Other now. than I, I had to think about the fact that the Miami Heat were in the finals. <laughs> I, I don't have anything more to add on that. <laughs> I mean. 31 points per game. Oh, thank you. Rounding up 12, <laughs> 12 rebounds a game. <laughs> Rounding up 6 assists a game. 29 PER. Giannis was was something else this year. And the fact that when I said that there was, like, the gap between 1 and 2, like, just hearing those stats and Angelo was like, it's not that big of a gap. No, no, it was freaking massive. Giannis was the clear number 1. That was the only one. One through ten, I did not even second guess. Like, it, like my note again. Remember at home earlier, I said I have notes for every player for like why I have them there. Do you know what my notes for Giannis are? I don't have. He's any. him. No, I don't have notes. Why would I have notes? Do you think I was prepared to explain why Giannis is number one? No, I assume that if you're listening <laughs> to a basketball podcast, you're a basketball fan, and you understand <laughs> how freaking good Giannis was last season. But Angelo, who is a co-host on a basketball podcast, said it's not that big of a gap. No, it's a freaking massive gap. The gap from Giannis to KD or LeBron is huge right now. Listen to those stats. Go listen. Go look at the stats for KD and. Uh, I think where, I think where it makes is 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 Giannis defensively not. Counting no, stats, I mean, the on, difference between 29 and 31, the difference between 6 and 7, or 6 and 5, the difference between 12 and 8, that's, that's the biggest gap. Like, it's huge. It's huge. Huge? Huge. And then you throw his defensive acumen on top of it. It's huge. Look. I'm just asking questions here. <laughs> that might actually be the name of the episode at this point. <laughs> just asking questions. Might as well. Um, so, I, I I think power forward is pretty pretty. I think it was pretty kind of dry, honestly. Yeah, I think power part. forward is pretty. I, I'm actually surprised our lists were as close as I thought or as they were. Yeah, I definitely think there's going to be more volatility in the small forwards and point guard, like I already said. I yeah, think shooting guard's going to be interesting, but I don't yeah, know shooting guard would be too. I think shooting guard's going to be another because I think 
just on my tentative research because that's two weeks away. Um, <laughs> I feel like my list is pretty already set. Point guards, I'm still debating on in small forwards. I, I don't know. Like, it's all over the place. Now, near misses, there are players that, like, I didn't really have a ton of near misses because, like I said, like, this was such an injury-prone position this season that it was really hard to find guys that played enough, right? Like, Carl Anthony Towns would have been on the list if he was valid to be on the list. Um, Zion. Zion. Uh, um, Benchero. Benchero, I had he, him, and Kuzma were like my near misses. Yeah, um, I was Cam So I have like I don't want to say nostalgia, but I had nostalgia for the early season, and Christian Wood was for some reason on my early top ten. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not that much of an idiot. I'm I'm up there, but I'm not that much of an idiot. Okay. Um, he wouldn't have even qualified. He would have qualified with the centers. There's someone else. Uh, I deleted it. Grant Williams is up there. Um, is Tobias Harris a three this year? He, so that's the thing is. So. What's the four? At least on the website. He's listed as a four. I didn't put this in the chat, but I'm considering him a three. And he's so, listed as a three and R on the website. Oh, he is? I thought it was he listed as a four. I thought he was listed no. as a four as well. For I, last year, it says, for like the year that just passed, they have him at small forward. Okay. Well, that's so, yeah, I and then there was a few others, like Harrison Barnes, where he was mm-hmm. close. Um, John I, Collins was iffy, but I, I couldn't just, like, he wouldn't even probably make top 15 this season. I feel like from seven back, it just gets a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like That's why I'm surprised. Like we were basically spot on on each other's list, just different orders. Or, yeah. I, there's a lot of variables that went into that seven to 10. Like seven, seven through 10 was the same kind of just mixed up four, five and six. And then three, two, one. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm interested as we get into the more volatile positions, if there's more discussion and debate. Because right now we're just listing off like why we think a player should be there, and then it's like, yeah, I completely agree with that. And it's like, yeah, where's the hostility? That's I'm excited normal. for the we're point guard one. The point guard is going to be... God. You already know. I know who Angelo is putting at number 30. Followers of... Of no reserves, no. What's going to happen during the point guard episode? The point guard <laughs> is going to devolve into a debate about Trey Young. Is what's going to happen? <laughs> and maybe even Dame. Who knows? No. That's Ooh, maybe Angela will give Dame style points for leaving. No, because we're talking only about last season. But even Angelo is not dumb enough to not rank Dame. Trey Young is not on his top ten. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> He will have Pat Beverly over Trey Young. And he will try to justify it. Defense. Not a pylon. Um <laughs> Let's go ahead and wrap up and get into like a short little post show because post show last week was fun. 
So, hey guys, <laughs> if you are listening at this point in the episode, you clearly are either enjoy us or hate us, one of the two. Either way, follow us on social media. It's No Reserves Radio. No Reserves Radio on all platforms. Um, Austin is actually posting things. You'll see Ren catch some strays from last week's episode. It's it's a fun time. Did you he post did. that meme, by the way, Austin? He did. He if, did? If you hate us, hey, give us a hate button. You're listening, so you might as well go like trash talk us. I don't know. Do whatever you want. But follow us. Uh, we will see you next week. We will be getting into small forwards. Austin will have his new setup, so audio quality should improve. Um, hopefully. hopefully. We will, we'll find out next week. Tune in next week to find out if our audio quality improves. But thanks for listening. As always, see you all next week. So I guess I should just stop it here and start it. Yeah, that I'd probably make it a lot easier. Yeah.